Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. How about that? Happy New Year, Steelers fans. That was a tremendous football game. Extremely well played by your Steelers. Dare I say playoff caliber performance? I think so. Um, Really impressive stuff. Uh, they went in there, played their brand. Fast start, good script. It went to script. They overcame a couple things early, but ran the football Told you guys a lot of different, or, you know, a couple things that had to happen for them to win this game, and it pretty much went that way. So, really impressive. We're going to get into all kinds of things, but as I usually do, and you guys seem to like this, we're going to do kind of a halftime thoughts, the the final stats, and then all sorts of bullet points. But at the half, I just said Seattle can't stop the run, Pittsburgh can't stop the pass, and that pretty much was true the whole time. But because they ran it so well. Seattle didn't have as much chances to pass. I mean, we'll get to like the plays and all those things, but it's very telling. And and I thought at the half in particular, need more pass rush because the coverage won't get better. I mean, those were my two big notes going into the half. Or, yeah, going into the halftime. At that point, Rudolph is 9 of 13 for 120. Gino's very similar, 9 of 13 for 124. He threw a touchdown. 257 total yards at the half, but they gave up 178 too. Yards per play. Seattle was all the way up at 8.5. Steelers were at 6.8 though. Very respectable. 145 rushing yards at the half against 54 for Seattle. We'll get to that in a minute too. Warren had seven carries for 67 and a touchdown. Harris at this point had 13 for 74 and a touchdown. Yards per rush, six. Six even. But Seattle was at 6.8. I thought Walker looked great, and I'm not saying they dodged a bullet there, but he could have done a lot more damage, in my opinion. But anyway, passing yards were very similar, as we mentioned. Um, Walker, at this point, only had six carries for 45 yards, but a touchdown. Metcalf had two for 45. Fant had three for 36. I was a little bit concerned about him coming into the game. Rightfully so. Their tight ends did their share of damage. But Steelers had over 19 minutes of time of possession in the first half. I mean, two to one ratio in terms of time of possession in that building. Really impressive. They didn't have a turnover in the first half, but they did miss a fourth down. Seattle didn't have a turnover. A couple things I mentioned here at the half, too, were bad snaps. I mean, they got better as the game went on, but Mason Cole's snaps are still horrific. I wrote down the Steelers can't cover anyone, especially the middle of the field. And I wrote down... Metcalf greater than Porter and basically held true. Final stats. Rudolph goes 18 to 24 for 274. Gino also played well, 23 of 33 for 290, a touchdown and no interceptions. Harris 27 for 122, hard earned, nasty yards. Warren 13 for 75, sprinkles in four catches for 23. Walker, though, 5 for 53, but again, I'm glad he didn't get more touches because I thought he was really impressive, and he had a shoulder, and he was questionable coming into this game. Metcalf, 5 for 106. Pickens, though, 7 for 131. Again, we'll talk about some more of these specifics. Only one sack for each team, which pretty impressive by the Steelers. They, they ran the ball a lot more, obviously, but their pass protection was good. Each team only punted once. You know, how about that? One punt each for, for both teams here. Unbelievable. First downs, 25 to 17. Steelers were six of 13 on third downs and two of three on fourth downs. 
Seattle was only three of nine on third downs. Here's where it all kind of rubber meets the road. You know, it's 71 plays run for the Steelers compared to 49 for Seattle. Yardage was 468 to 369. 202 rushing yards versus 88. Only 4.4 yards per rush, but there were, off the top of my head, three or four fourth and ones, third and ones where, you know, Rudolph takes it. So that was a little misleading because some of the, you know, plunge situations. But Seattle, five, nine per rush, including a big Geno scramble. But little worried that seal run defense wasn't as good as I thought. And their ball carriers, particularly Walker, were better than, you know, maybe someone wanted to realize. Seattle averaged 7.5 yards per play. That's big. But Pittsburgh was a 6-6. You take that every week. Only two penalties for Steelers for a total of 10 yards. Only four for Seattle for 25. That was a huge problem for them coming in. Um, turnover, zero versus one. But Steelers did miss that fourth uh, fourth down opportunity. Ended the day with 37-33 of time of possession versus 22-27. I mean, that's the formula, folks. We've been saying this forever. Not a shocker. And they went in and did it two weeks in a row against a bad run defense. But that's the type of team that they whip up on. Folks, the only people that don't get time off this time of year are pro athletes and the folks at Bet Online, and yours truly as well. With NFL bowl season, excited for that on Monday. An NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-second odds, news, and information. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, playoff caliber football. Now there's problems. There's some not all these notes are swell and wonderful. Fast start, love that. Came in a rough environment and moved the football early. I mean, how many times this year have we not seen that? Second straight game with 30 or more points. Only happened once last year. Obviously, it's the only times, only two times it's happened this year. Seven plays of 20 plus yards. You know, I, I'm definitely gonna look into this more. But their explosive play rate, both running and passing, was really good. I mean, I know this is ancient history, but last year they were the least explosive play team in the league. That's changed all year long, particularly with the run game. Well, both, but really showed up in this one. They're now 8-2 and two in one-score games. How about that? Now, I still think the back seven stinks. <laughs> I really do. Those guys are playing hard. I mean, it's not their fault. There's some, you know, fourth stringers out there. I looked on first blush, just watching TV copy, that Peterson was fine. Porter lost a lot. The middle of the field was open a lot. I saw a lot of open receivers. Tight ends did a lot of damage to the Steelers. So that's a problem. I mean, it just is. And it's probably not going to get better. It just, they just don't have great players there. It's They're down to bare bones, as you know. I'm giving Najee the game ball. I mean, violent attitude runs. I mean, he, I thought Steelers blocked well and he got what was there, but a lot more. I mean, 
we can fight all day long. Should you use a first round pick on a running back or not? Blah, blah, blah. But if you are, you need him to do that kind of stuff. You know, like uh, I phrased that wrong. Najee's at his best when he does that kind of stuff. You know, when, when he's just the bully out there. I mean, that's his game. And he has his most value when he plays that way and the scripts go that way. But attitude runs that he really wouldn't be denied on. Um, I'll say Warren, frankly, wasn't too far behind, though. He was exceptional. Really, really good one-two punch. Now, how do you not talk about Mason Rudolph? I mean, NFL quarterbacking, much more so than we've seen from the other two guys all year. I mean, tough, smart, efficient. Doesn't mind dirt in the ball when he has to. Goes through his reads so much better than the other guys. I mean, plays the game as it was drawn up. Really doing well. He's matured really matured greatly. Throws with anticipation. Doesn't have a cannon. Is not going to be an improv guy. But he keeps the thing moving. You're often keeps out of bad situations, and he makes plays, and he trusts his receivers. That's. All that stuff sounds simple, and it's far from it. Great example is late in the game on that third and seven. Seattle brings this big blitz. I think it was six. I'm almost certain. Rudolph hangs, hangs, unblocked defenders, waits till the very last nanosecond, chucks it up for pickings. Big game. Wow. And then, then a great play by pickings, but it's a great football play by uh, Rudolph as well. And then late, late in the game, I mean, after the two-minute warning, he sees Pickens alone and the coaching staff trusts him. Boom. Basically ends the game. I mean, a little more needed to be done, but hits Pickens one-on-one. My guy's better than yours. I'm going to get in field goal range and end this thing. You know, but they trusted either other quarterback to do that? I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. Strong O-line day. Again, no sacks. He moved pretty well in the pocket and avoided some pressures, but I didn't see a lot of it. Um, Clearly did nice work in the run game as well. Looked like a good Broderick Jones game to me on first blush. Mixed feelings a little bit about the Steeler pass rush. I mean, that's a bad O-line. They lost their right tackle. They lost their center. And as the game went on and it became pure pass rush time, yeah, they did some good things. And I will give Gino a lot of credit. I thought he eluded the rush and moved within the pocket like a veteran very, very well. So give credit to the opponent as well. But, you know, did Cam Hayward show up as much as you want? You know, Highsmith was fine, but he wasn't dominant. Watt had some moments, but that should be, I I mean, I'm nitpicking it. Should that be a more dominant facet of what you have when you consider the investment in the players there? A little bit. I mean, in this game, I would have liked to see three or four sacks, you know, especially late when, you know, the balls, when they're dropping back. And I know the ball comes out quick, but I get it. Pickens and Deontay have really had nice games. Pickens really stepping up, obviously. You don't need me to tell you that. Very, very impressive. But both could have made huge mistakes in this game slash turnovers. I mean, Deontay almost handed the ball to the opponent at one point. I mean, like there were some mistakes that are a little concerning. You know, Pickens 
his rolled out of bounds. But if it didn't, it was a little sloppy, you know. But those guys have been big-time playmakers and timely. Now, one of my favorite bets going into this was Jackson Smith and the Jigba over catches. I don't even know what the number was. It was probably three, three and a half, something, whatever that is. Slot receivers have destroyed the, the Steelers. He's a really good player. Had one catch. One catch. I mean, I'd have to go watch the All-22. Was there more to be had? And they just turned it down? Or did Sullivan and company actually do a pretty good job on him? I bet it was more the latter. Um, mentioned Porter. It's a tough day. I mean, DK Metcalf's no walk in the park. I kind of felt like this was bound to happen. You're just not going to shut down number one receivers week after week. But to Porter's credit, two big plays down to goal line super late in the game. He had a PBU there against Metcalf. And Metcalf maybe could have caught the touchdown in the corner of the fade. But Porter was all over him and had something to say about it. You know what I mean? So let's not discredit him there. So he did step up late. Very, very bad. You know, it's a very crucial time. Um, Again, it got better as the game went on, but way too many bad snaps by Mason Cole. The Tomlin win streak continues, as you know now. And Steeler fans, want to give you guys credit on this happy New Year Eve. You guys showed up huge for this game. I mean, there was a presence in Seattle. I mean, cross-country trip in Seattle. Um, I didn't see that coming. Frankly, I thought this would be maybe the least attended Steelers game of the year. I was wrong. What am I thinking? Last thing, and this is much more of a throughout-the-week conversation, but the Ravens did win in very impressive fashion, by the way. They are a powerhouse, and I can't see any reason why they don't rest their starters. Now, there is some logistics some logistics to this that all of you might not think through, but you can't just rest all five of your offensive linemen. I mean, you have to field a team. You know, you can only have so many dudes inactive. So they're not going to be a total pushover. It's going to be Huntley. I'm sure Zay Flowers. And, you know, I'm going to start looking through their roster of who I expect to sit. Of course, Lamar will be first. I think he just won the MVP today, his second ever, going on a Hall of Fame type, you know, pace to his career. We'll talk Ravens coming up. But don't just think that, oh, because they're going to rest their starters, they're just going to, it's going to look like the fourth quarter of a preseason game. It's not. You can't. I mean, you can bring up a hand, as many guys as you possibly can from the practice squad. You're going to, you know, the dudes that are questionable will probably not play. Lamar won't. But you're still going to have a lot of good football out there, players out there. Like, I'm sure Tyler Linderbaum, who's becoming one of the best centers in the league, will be the center for 100% of the snaps. You know, I mean, that type of thing. All right, guys. Great stuff. Hope everyone has a wonderful new year. And we will talk, I guess, Monday or Tuesday. All right. Take care.